0: all right today we got a special episode with uh returning guest jay johnson of mandy valentine jay how are you
1: hey georgie thanks for having me back
0: of, of course i mean you were uh such a pleasant person to speak to uh previously i would love you know I love to have you back and everyone else in the band you know you guys are pretty fun people
1: well god bless that yeah god bless
0: <laughs> um you recently just uh released uh a new album right
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just put out uh my first solo album uh back in mid-July. Okay.
0: Yeah, you want to talk just a little bit about that? Kind of yeah, give sure. the audience uh kind of a refresher.
1: Sure. So, doing? uh the album was called Four Quartets and it was kind of a collection of a series of like four themed four song e- or yeah, four song EPs. Um and so the first four were in nature, which were kind of like weird unusually arranged folk songs and with that I really tried to make songs where we kinda didn't know what century they were from. Like they just kinda they could be recent or they could be really old. Like Like what what are you talking about? Like Baroque
0: music or
1: like uh kind of the one classical or Renaissance? Just like really old folk music. And like even with that, like all the language I tried to use was like kind of really archaic words. So like I tried to like really just lean into like the timeless beauty of nature, like concept. Um, but then there was in transit was the next four, which was all travel themed. And, um, that one kind of was maybe tied for my favorite, but it was just kind of like a mini concept album within the the whole album, I guess, Mm -hmm. but, uh, kind of life lessons from the road. And then in change followed that with like four songs about like just change and then In Love uh, closed it out with like four feel-good love songs. Nice. So I recorded it all at uh, Charles Famador with uh, Maddie Clouser doing all the drumming and engineering. That's
0: right, from uh, Mandy Valentine. Yeah, right?
1: my, my bandmate for Mandy. That's right. So they they drummed for Mandy, and they, they drummed for all my songs, but one, uh, Nolly Morris from uh, Broke Body played on uh, an hour three. Cool. But everything else was Maddie, and then I, I just played the other like 20 some instruments
0: nice nice um it's just the first ever like release from you
1: yeah yeah first real release uh, and a number of years back i put out a couple like really rough demos but um i've released a lot of music with bands but yeah first time under my name cool um what were three albums that uh changed your life growing up three albums that changed my life oh man that's a good question um honestly this is kind of a cop-out but i feel like it's fair i would say like pretty much every beatles album is just like one category uh, what is it 12
0: albums yeah
1: and like honestly like like the white album Abbey road let it be revolver pepper like all those are just like almost tied in my mind of just like major influences where i could just talk about that yeah um but then um,
0: You ever listen to the band Doctor Dog?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I saw Doctor Dog a number of years back with uh, Man Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind which heard was that. fun. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: uh Doctor Dog always kinda gave me a like a Beatles vibe. Yeah, like yeah. They have, a little... they have this one uh release. Actually a few releases that kinda remind me of like uh the White Album. It mm-hmm. Gives
1: me like White Album vibes. Oh yeah, I love the White Album. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever read the or listened to the Escher demos, but they came out. a couple years
0: back. I don't think so.
1: But they were like all the demos that became the songs on the White Album that they recorded at uh, George Harrison's house. So they're all just like super stripped down like on a four track, like acoustic versions of like...
0: Oh, I need need
1: to listen to that. Yeah, worth checking out. But But, to that end, so the Beatles are one. I would have to say like the Kinks Village Green uh, Preservation Society. uh, That... I found that at, like, the right time in, uh, like, freshman year of high school and was just like, this is so good. Uh, became a really big Kinks fan after that. Um, and then, I don't know, I mean, like, Dark Side of the Moon was huge, obviously. Didn't, like, just got really into Pink Floyd at, around that time, too. Like, eighth grade was, like, a wonderful time of discovery for music, but, like, at that time, too, I found, like, Jimi Hendrix and, like, just all of Led Zeppelin and, like, just all these bands that... Is Dark Side still your favorite album from Pink Floyd? Not really I I'm a really big Sid Barrett fan. Oh, okay. I, I don't know so if you're, like you're a the big first Sid album. Uh, I love Piper, yeah. And right. I love Sid's uh Sid solo albums. Yeah.
0: I, I I think I attempted to listen to Sid Barrett's first because uh, he has two albums, right? Solo albums. Yeah, yeah. Madcap
1: and Barrett.
0: Yeah, I think I attempted to listen to them but I never got super far into it. But I do, like, uh, what's the one, my favorite, I think my favorite song by him is uh, Bike. Yeah, Bike's a great song, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that song a lot. Um, I think a, a few of the, I might be wrong about this, but a few of the songs from the second album, uh, is it Saucer Full of Secrets? hmm Has Sid Barrett stuff on it? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like Jug Band Blues is the last song on that album. That's one of my favorite songs of all time, to be honest, but... Yeah. And then Saucerful, the the title track, I think has Sid and David Gilmore both, so that's kind of cool too, but it's, I, favorite Pink Floyd albums also got like kind of hard, but like definitely those early ones. I really, I love Echoes, so metal yeah. is up there in my mind, but it's all, it's cool. Yeah, I, I was just recently uh,
0: listening to The Entirety of Animals, maybe like a week ago. Nice. And that album, Dogs, Ah. Oh dogs is good sheep is my favorite
1: on that yeah album, well
0: that one's like yeah that one starts off all chill and like kind of like ominous or whatever that word is Who knows? yeah little well, ominous <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah just like when dogs comes on i'm just like yeah it's just like it's like kind of like scary at first like like it kind of feels like you're listening to like a horror, like a beginning of like a horror film. Oh yeah. With like the little synths that go on in the background, it kind of creeps its way into the song, and then like that, like just like the big like y voice of a uh, David Gilmour. Oh like, yeah. You gotta be crazy. So good. Yeah. You know, oh god, Pink Floyd.
1: Live at Pompeii. I don't know if you ever watched that, but how I've seen parts of it. Yeah. That's like my favorite rock documentary it's so cool they're just killing it (laughs) I always
0: liked uh Madison Square Garden Led Zeppelin oh yeah yeah I, I always thought that one was really cool I mean that's Jimmy Page and like his fucking gotta be up there in his prime with like being like a rock star you know for sure and um yeah yeah I guess those are like live kind of documentaries Pompeii and madison square garden i can't think of any other ones that like have blown me away
1: yeah there's been ones i've enjoyed but yeah not blown away like that i guess yeah
0: um cool so um when did you first start playing uh music
1: um i started on formally i started on violin in fourth grade um before that i had my I would mom have never
0: had... have guessed violin. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I wanted to play cool.
1: clarinet and flute, but my mom said those were she didn't want me to play those instruments.
0: Why not? What, what, what was wrong with them?
1: What was wrong with my mom? You know, that's what the real question uh, is. I could lie down on the couch and we could talk about it for hours, but, we, no, well, but uh,
0: unfortunately, I'm not your therapist. But yeah, yeah. I can pretend to be for <laughs> five minutes.
1: Yeah, you, you all want to hear a story now, but um, I had started like fiddling around on an old guitar before that. So violin was really cool and I enjoyed it, but um, I didn't really enjoy kind of like formal lessons that much. So fifth grade, I started picking up guitar and kind of have just added instruments ever since.
0: Is it fifth grade? Yeah. Fifth grade guitar. Cool. 20 years. (laughs) All right. What were some kind of tunes for the violin or even early guitar that you were, um, you know, swinging that arm around too
1: no you know hot crossbones for sure (laughs) on the violin Um, no um i remember actually i remember there was a little passage from the new world symphony on violin that i kind of enjoyed but um early guitar like some of the first songs i learned how to play Mm -hmm. were like born on the bayou by ccr and uh Mm -hmm. pictures of matchstick man by status quo i think that was the first song i knew every part to, and just like in the early days I almost just like learned like every psych rock song that I thought was cool back then and then like Mm. more towards the end of high school and college I started like getting a little more technical with my playing nice all right well
0: um cool um you know fall's coming up and uh, I know you're you're somewhat of an outdoorsy person um Mm -hmm. you know what are what are some of your favorite fall I guess I did I say fall's coming up it's already here
1: yeah, it's oh, already so silly. it's wow. here. It it, it yeah. came like overnight too. Right. I don't know if you saw on the equinox, no, yeah. but it was like forty some degrees. And I was like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, yeah. The like literally the first day of fall. Like I was wearing my winter jacket outside at like nine p.m. because it was so cold. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, what are some like fall activities that like you're really into? Maybe can inspire the lovely listeners.
1: <laughs> um, big fan of hiking for sure. Summer summer is, like, my favorite season by a good bit, so I'm kind of, like, lamenting the end of it, Um but you can still do water sports in the fall. You just got to wear maybe a wetsuit and, like, you can kayak, and you can, like, you probably don't tube as much, but you can still hike and run, and it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It'll all be fine.
0: Oh, so you're not but so <laughs> much of a fallsy person.
1: No, no. I, well, I do love it, actually. I, I love when the, the leaves all change. That's super pretty, and, you know, here on the East Coast, I think, uh, we almost take it for granted. but it really, like, deciduous forests like we kind of have here are pretty rare, I feel like, in the world, so it it is pretty special to be able to see it, like, in its full glory. But then, like, once all the leaves fall, that's where I'm just, like, done.
0: Yeah. Well, that's just, like, alcohol, alcoholic season. (laughs) Yeah. Once all the leaves fall, it's like, well, honey, pull out the whiskey, you know. (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we're going straight to sadness, but then luckily, you know, I feel like they kind of, I feel like they kindly kind of did like Thanksgiving and thank or Thanksgiving and Christmas on purpose. Yeah. Cause that's like when the leaves are like pretty much falling. So it's like, it gives you that little, little bit of happiness yeah, a little yeah. bit in the beginning where it's like, it's like, yeah, the leaves are all gone, but happy times with the family, you know? Yeah. And then, and then after
1: that, it's nothing. Yeah, for sure. It's just
0: depression straight through
1: January. I feel like with the holidays, I don't, I don't have kids, and uh, my some of my friends are finally starting to have kids, and like some of the extended family are like the kids are getting to the right age for the holidays to be like kind of magical again. Right, it's like you have. To, I feel like you have to have kids in your life where you can like relive all that yeah when that's not there, it's like, oh, okay, this is just like a lot of memories and like stuff, you know, yeah, but um, I will say the last couple of Christmases have been getting like a little better because of that, but Ooh. but yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's good, it's good to I mean I've always liked christmas so i I grew up, up a huge
1: fan, and then there was like that number of years where it's like everyone's kind of grown up, and I was like, oh man, I miss being I miss that excitement, yeah, but no, I mean it's I like when still you get to re it. see it, it's cool,
0: well, I love. Well, I guess since I I don't have kids, so Mm -hmm. it's, like, for me, it's, like, I don't get that excitement that you were talking about with, like, your friends that have kids, but, like, I like buying presents. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, kind of my, you know, getting getting gifts for my girlfriend, getting gifts for, you know, my nieces and nephews and, you you know, things like that. Just getting gifts for people and, like, seeing them open it and being like, ah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that that is pretty yeah. cool. So,
0: that's, I mean, I can at least hold on to that.
1: Yeah, for uh, sure. No no, and no, no, no. Many other people, too. You know? I don't want to be a Scrooge or anything.
0: <laughs> but, um, all right. So, um, what's your, like, least favorite thing to do that you have to do on a daily basis?
1: My least favorite thing to do? I, I don't
0: That know. you have to do on a daily basis?
1: Honestly, probably just, like, the normal everything with the digestive track
0: you don't like going to the bathroom at all
1: don't really yeah I'm not like I mean it's fine but it's like even like and I I do love to cook but it's like so much time to like prep and then like eat and then clean up and then yeah use the bathroom and like all that where it's like I've said this before but like if we could all just be like plants and like we could defeat racism and everything because everyone would just be a nice shade of green and just sit outside and just like hang out and drink, drink some water yeah that's yeah, probably what
0: that's probably what the aliens did <laughs> you know they they probably yeah they, they learned fast so like oh, ah yeah, just do that
1: yeah they're probably but, all
0: looking at you being like he's got it he's got <laughs> the answer like why isn't everyone listening
1: no but I mean it, it, like it's not it's honestly not that bad but it's just like it, it does I mean all that time adds up it's yeah. all the time you could do other stuff like sit outside and photosynthesize
0: alright well that's pretty cool I yeah. mean uh you know whatever be a plant if you wanna <laughs> yeah, but you ever uh, listen
1: to Plantasia
0: yeah I love it yeah, yeah, yeah that's a like good one yeah Mark M- Garrison right yeah, M- yeah or something
1: yeah. like that Mark Garrison yeah. yeah um favorite guitar players of all time oh good question um obviously Jimmy uh Jimi Hendrix you have to give a shout out but he super great um love George Harrison um love like Dick Dale and a bunch of like, a lot of them are going to be 60s cats, but like Dave Davies from the Kinks was great. And like, and then I also like, I love all the the old Delta Blues players like Robert Johnson and like Muddy Waters and, and uh, Lightning Hopkins and just like all these cats that kind of became like, and Bo Diddley, like just became the. So you're a big blues person? Not a ton, but. I went through a phase where, like, I really studied... And I was just like, these are the guys that, like, everybody just tries to emulate. Right. And, like, and I like like studying the emulation more. Like, I almost like, like, listening to, like, a more modern blues band's interpretation. But at the same time, like, those are, like, the the greats.
0: I, um... At some point in the summer, I was waiting for my girlfriend to get ready for something. I'm not sure what we were doing, but I was... Waiting for her to get ready, so that like you know that was like a solid two hours of me like, <laughs> you know do you know having kind of the time for myself and um, I decided I was like I was like I kind of want to you know play guitar. I personally do not play guitar
1: mm-hmm.
0: that often um, or any music. I kind of just every once in a while just like write a song, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I was just like I want to like because I also love blues music and uh, well at least have a strong appreciation for it mm-hmm. and when I was younger I used to play a lot of blues and like blues rock type stuff and uh, I was just very curious um, I went on like you know the Wikipedia page for like blues artists throughout you know before the 40s and things like that and uh, there's just a list of just numerous amounts of blues like artists like before well I guess like Robert Johnson would be in that category but I like picked them out each one by one I think I went through like 10 the first 10 and um it like tells you what state they're from like you know it's so cool and um I was just, I looked up their Spotify or Apple Music if they had it mm-hmm. and like I would just like pick the first 5 top songs and like just noodle on the guitar and like try to figure out the little patterns they would do cuz like early super early blues was kind of like a little bit all all over the place because it was still kind of like jazzy still flirted Mm -hmm. with like that whole jazz you know and uh i feel like the the way they processed like guitar solos was still like and it's like baby form so there was like kind of like a lot of like noodling and like weird like almost jazzy ways where it's like because you know when you think of the blues you think of it's like it being in like there's like the whole box theory Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you're safe in the box and like a lot of modern or like even throughout the 60s kind of they went kind of by the box you know you had those courageous fellas like Jimi Hendrix that you know explored the box but like yeah like a lot of those like early blues artists like were kind of like doing crazy stuff on the guitar like a lot crazier than like I've heard from like people like fucking like sorry excuse my language like Muddy (laughs) Waters or like you know, those guys, like, friggin... Or, what was it? Not Earl James. <laughs> I don't know. Like, isn't he from Star Wars? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: James Earl Jones?
0: I'm not sure. Right. There's, there's just a bunch a of blues early. artists. That's like, remember. there's a bunch of them. I'm like, I feel like they're cool. They're just, like, keeping the box. But, like, they did it kind of first. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. they're cool to me. But yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like all the early ones were just, like, all over the place like yeah. like the way that they like presented the blues because it was so like brand new mm-hmm. and they were just like they're like here's my interpretation of it and it only took like 20 30 years until it got like kind of popularized into this little section
1: mm-hmm. so well no I'm for sure and if like, you guys
0: are blues fans out there
1: well I, I've had this debate with some people some bass player fellow bass players since'm a bass player these days but um where they like talk down on the blues because it's a limited form but the form that's like the beauty of it is like the form limits you so there's only so much you can say so you have to like say a lot with a little and so it's like to do the blues well it's all like soul and like feel and all that which is like really cool and like definitely like proficiency and like chops and all that but like it's just i don't know it's such a raw form that it's like really cool yeah i mean like you said, it's, like, all soul-based.
0: So, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, you got, like, what is it called? The 1-4? Kind of? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like so. one
1: four five, like 5, like, the 12-bar blues and 16-bar, where it's, like, yeah, like, you can predict what it's going to be, but it's, like, how you approach every note and, like, a right. little, like, bit of soul and, like, personality and feel you put into it, like, is what makes it or doesn't make it. Right. Where it's, like, easy to play, but to play it well is, like, really hard. Right, right.
0: Like, to play well enough where it's interesting
1: yeah i really like i've gotten to a point over the last many years where like i love simplicity in music and simple is not easy simple is the hardest thing to i think honestly to make something simple and good is like such a challenge because you can like do whatever and be like and be like oh that's uh this really complex thing actually if you look at it this way i think if you
0: if you want to make something super simple sound good, it a lot of it. If you're gonna like achieve that goal, a lot of it has to do with tone, mm-hmm. frequency, and delivery. Yeah, like yeah big time. When yeah. it comes to making something simple sound good, because mm-hmm. I mean that's I mean the three most important things for anything music wise, but especially if, you know for making something like super simple sound good, like that's it. Mm-hmm. You know that's. That's it, Papa.
1: It's an art. That's it. <laughs> it's an art.
0: Um, uh,
1: but really... to that end, not just the blues, but, like, I love, like, old garage rock and, like, yeah. early punk and, like, all this, like, the, the, it's really sloppy playing, but it's passionate and yeah, it's like, cool
0: and it's just, like... Like, Jimmy Page is, like, one of the sloppiest guitar yeah. players yeah, on, he's... well, you know, you know, on the planet. And But it sounds so good because, like... There's, like, that emotion. and Well, he's mm. got the backing band to, like, help him drive out that emotion. Yeah, you know? for sure. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. But oh, nice. while I'm using it, can you
1: tell everyone
0: uh, your favorite horror movies?
1: My favorite horror movies. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah, this it is fall. Movies? Well, my favorite horror movies. Probably all time would be The Shining. Um, even though it's, like, more psychological horror, but um, it's just really good. Big Stanley Kubrick fan. Um, I'm not a giant fan of a lot of horror movies, to be honest. Um, I feel like they're either too dumb or too scary to really enjoy a lot of them. Um, But to that end, like, I do enjoy, like, a lot of the old crappy, like B sci-fi movies and like monster films. Um, Aliens are always a good topic where sometimes they're way too scary for me or like kind of fun. Um, Signs was a big movie. Signs was a really big one because uh, growing up in Bucks County, um, it was all film there. And I grew up across the street from a cornfield and I would, I, I ran cross country back in high school. So like I would run at night a lot and I would look, I always thought of that damn scene where they look out the window and the aliens standing on like the top of the building or whatever, um, from signs. And, uh, that would freak me out a little bit. That M. Night Shyamalan, uh, if you're listening, you traumatized me, man. What the hell? <laughs>
0: The one scene from Signs that really, uh, you know, put my head in a, a blender and, you know, had me going is uh, that scene where it's like the Mexican party. Oh, yeah. That's and, so like,
1: scary. I actually I just
0: got goosebumps. Like, well, Like, like
1: I, I have that movie. Like, you just
0: heard Mexican and party. You're like,
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. You, you got, like, like scared. It's, right? Yeah. It's like walks out, like stare. Oh, that's such a it's like such a good lo-fi dumb thing, but it's, well, like, so effective and scary. I heard you
0: talking about monster movies from, like, the 40s and
1: 30s and stuff. Or, like, the 50s. 50s like, yeah. yeah, like, Creature yep. the, the like Black Lagoon or yeah. whatever, and, like, all, like, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I like a lot of the Ed Wolf. Wood ones, which are... My girlfriend
0: scary. and I, we recently just watched uh, a, sh- a sh- kind of old movie that's, like, horror. It's called The Tingler. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sounds kind of sexual, but <laughs> it's just, like... I forget who did it, but it's like, it's supposed to be like this thing where it's like, you're so scared or or no, it's like when you're scared um, and you have that, you know, funny feeling going down your spine and stuff, there's a little like living thing that, you know, grows. And if you don't scream, it keeps growing and it like kills you. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, it's so stupid. It's so freaking stupid like we were watching it and we were just like this is like the one of the dumbest movies we've ever seen <laughs> but like yeah it's like those early horror movies yes they're dumb but they're so fun oh yeah it's so like fun oh, that yeah. they like or funny that they they existed you know and, and like at the time like they were terrifying like I I like yesterday because we were watching yesterday um Blurred Witch oh nice we were watching this old movie, old horror called "Haxen," The Witches something, and it's yeah. from like the twenties over I think I had German I, for the witches. German or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it might have been like a German film. And like you know, all those movies like they were scary for the time. Mm-hmm. But like we watch it now and it's like ha ah.
1: Like Yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I almost got like too good at scaring for a while, I feel like. I don't know. You did? Or like uh, just movies, movies, yeah. And I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, horror is one of those weird genres where, I like, I just I don't really like being scared. So like, or I enjoy like psychological scaring in okay. a way where it's like, oh wow, that's crazy. Um, But like when stuff's just like jumping out at you and all that, I like it's those like, movies. Like, yeah, I mean they're they're endearing, but do it's you like, like Halloween yeah well that's like one of those ones where it's like just stop trying to make me jump like i don't yeah. want to jump i just want to well, relax well, it's got that
0: it's got halloween's got that <laughs> crazy good like musical great score. yeah great like, score anytime you like endearing. michael myers is walking out it's like dun dun
1: yeah dun dun no it's super endearing dun,
0: dun. and it's just like it's all it's just like constantly doing that dun dun yeah and, dun, dun. and just like it's so good because like the whole time you're on edge you're like what? what's gonna happen yeah, what's gonna happen yeah. like is he gonna kill someone like
1: you know Or was like ah it's so good um no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of like good scores like that. Yeah. Like obviously like Jaws or whatever, but it's just like I'll, I'll appreciate movies more when they have good stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, Halloween gets a pass.
0: You ever seen a uh, Texas Chainsaw?
1: I have, and not in like a long time. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that it's it's a movie's
0: actually it's like Halloween to the the the, the utmost extreme, and then yeah. I, I don't remember if the music score is good, but it's pretty terrifying yeah that was yeah. a
1: little mush for me and then like what well, I guess the remake came out around like what They basically were, like, somewhat or whatever. the same idea yeah, yeah. cause like ar- around that time too I feel like there was just like that weird surge of like movies Remakes. like or it was like abraham lincoln like vampire hunter or whatever oh, okay. and like all the, the the hellboy stuff and like all yeah, those boy. weird i was always
0: wanted to watch hellboy
1: yeah i never i actually haven't seen either of those movies but i remember it's just like supposed
0: this supposed be scary i think they're like comic stuff.
1: yeah well that was yeah. the thing i feel like yeah. around that time it's like they went really hard on like horror and then they're like yeah. oh we went a little too hard now we have to make fun of ourselves yeah because <laughs> it was just like i don't yeah. know
0: yeah all right, well, let's uh, diverge from the horrors. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's not Halloween yet. Do do a little <laughs> bit of more. Yeah, do a little bit more spookies though. Just a little bit lighthearted.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm into that. <laughs> Most uh, memorable Halloween costumes growing up.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Um, growing up around high school, one of my best friends, Harry, and I um, did a lot of like group costumes together, and we would always DIY them. Um, so, we had, like, the Heat Miser and Snow Miser were probably the best ones from uh, Year Without a Santa Claus. Nice. Um, But we did, what else did we do? We did, like, all the Muppets. We did, like, um, all the serial characters. I was Captain Crunch, which was pretty fun. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, and just, like, well, th- th- those, I guess, are probably some of my top ones. But we... We had a number of years where we really went all out, and, like, it was a good time.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I still have the Snow Miser costume. I break it out on special occasions. What are those? Well, I made, uh, we both made our own shoes out of felt because we really committed, and, uh, my mom actually knitted me a scarf for that, which was very nice of her, and, like, cut up, like, a shirt, but they're just, you know, they're, like, claymation, um, mm Pop heads, so it was kind of like fun to to play that powder up the face got a powder up the face yeah yeah that's right look like plasticine is there any um halloween
0: costumes you're excited to see this year if you took a cheeky glance Ooh. you're like oh you're like what's that
1: yeah probably um all of them yeah yeah <laughs> I'm sure they'll all look great. <laughs> not
0: like a. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Not looking for like a like a uh, like a JFK mask.
1: Yeah, or like sexy climate change, or like what? I don't know, or like I don't know. I feel like it's such a weird time to like try to make a costume in a way. I yeah. I don't know. Sexy climate change. Huh? Yeah. What I don't know. What's what's topical this year? That would be like sexy. We survived the pandemic, maybe question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've been too jaded recently. Everyone sadly, to go yeah. up with a good costume.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone should just be a big virus. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, what were the best and worst shows you played in your youth? Like, like Ooh, maybe like high school, or early yeah. high school, or late high school type.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Going into college, like worst and best shows.
1: I remember one of the worst was one of the first, and that was. Um, Red Cross benefit concert in eighth grade and we were playing as a three-piece and I actually remember as the first song ever played live was Hey Ya by OutKast and the bass player blew his amp and the singer like mumbled the words and it was pretty bad but I just Kept playing what the chords. Did you play? I, I played guitar and I just didn't know the song that well and played and everyone clapped along and it was great, but it was just like not great. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but we raised money and it, it, it all worked out well. Um Best. There were there were some good ones back then. I guess one of my favorites was um it was like a Labor Day festival um, that I played with my one band, Nerve. And we were like kind of a cross-country band. And uh, it was just a, a nice day. And like we played some songs really well and we played some songs not that great. But it was just like a really, it's one of those moments, you know, you look back and yeah. you're like, oh, man, that was that was a good time. Yeah. I ended yeah. up meeting the girl that I would date for a long time that day and like, I oh, don't know, this is cool
0: good stuff all
1: right fireworks at the end
0: that's right big yeah. old kiss hug smooch uh, yeah <laughs> whatever. yeah whatever um favorite tv show growing up
1: ooh probably my two favorite tied are the office and arrested of development both great shows arrested development that's a new one for me <laughs> really i just started watching
0: that one kind of the past year
1: just need the first 3 seasons all the new ones are- i watched
0: i watched all of it
1: okay yeah. yeah did you like the new ones all right yeah that's how i feel
0: <laughs> i mean i mean obviously the, the old stuff is better yeah but like the new ones it's like all right well i didn't ask for it but not that i asked for it back then because i just started watching but it's like
1: you know this is take it or leave it kind of stuff the perfect segue to one of my favorite rants if you're curious about hey,
0: papa go ahead
1: The early 2000s, I swear, were a golden age for comedy that I don't know will be relived in our time. Maybe they will be. But I feel like good comedy, kind of like good art, but especially comedy, comes from like a reaction to super absurd events. And so like early 2000s, like the 90s were just like ridiculous in a way. Um, Like, especially with all the dot-com stuff. And, like, people kind of forget, but we, like, went through a mini-recession before 9-11. Then 9-11 happened. And then, you know, there was the the war in Iraq and Afghanistan and just all this crazy stuff. And, like, the Patriot Act and just, like, all this, like, turmoil that, like, shows like Arrested Development had a perfect thing to be, like, we're going to rip on this and we're going to, like, do it really well. Yeah. And so, like, it's still really funny now, but I feel like, especially in that time, it was just like, whoa, nice.
0: I mean, I watch it now, and I'm like, I still think it's funny.
1: Oh, wow, it's still hysterical, yeah. but especially, like, just all the, like, stuff where they're, like, ripping kind of on the war in Iraq, like, especially at the time. Was the, like, ball
0: <laughs> the ball sack picture. The ball sack. Like, it's a mass destruction. Yeah, so oh, my yeah. God.
1: Yeah. I remember... Oh, God, that's a really funny memory, but I... I made a joke like that to uh john batiste from wxpn or whatever no way i was at a show and there was a weird poster and everyone was trying in like the background i was trying to guess what it was uh, i turned over i was like it's balls and he looked at me like oh, i was from mars i was like uh oh, arrested development like where it's like and then like he got the joke but it was just like a, a nice misfire but that just that just hit me um But, um, but yeah, no, like Arrested Development, like all that was just fucking like, they're freaking, um, just so good. And like, it's timeless and like, it's the type of thing where it's like, there's so many layers, but especially at the time, like it was just, again, chaos breeds good comedy. So, I mean, over the last many years, I feel like good comedy should be coming out again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I feel like it should be. I mean, we're, right now we're currently living through, um... Especially the past three years, yeah, well, I mean, even before, like yeah, we've been living through some some crappy times, weird times, like kind of like times that are kind of like unusual, and we don't know what's gonna happen, yeah, yeah, I guess it's always been that way, but now it's been like a little bit extra pushed on us,
1: oh, for sure, I so. mean, it's and to that end, I mean, I think there's like a lot of great art coming out of everywhere, but um. You know, being plugged into the Philly scene, and I'm also kind of active in uh, the Trenton scene and a couple different like Jersey spots. But like, there's just there's really good music coming out because I feel like people had time to practice their craft. But it's also like we've been through collective traumas and like all this crazy stuff that makes you want to write, and then you have time to practice and like hone it. And then like, there's just there's a positive to come out of all of it, and that is it will breed good art so yeah i think so
0: yeah. yeah for sure um we got uh kind of cu- cutting it close to the end of the podcast here oh shoot got two more things to ask you um the next one is um what were uh a few or just some big musician deaths that hit you hard Ooh,
1: wow that's a good one um honestly there's been a lot recently i mean i feel like over the last several years like a bunch of people died that i was pretty bummed about um like lou reed was a pretty sad one i forgot when he died that was what like uh two years ago or something i think um but that 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 was a really sad one the velvet underground were still are like one of my favorite bands and like a big reason that i wanted to play music to be honest but um David Bowie was really sad. I mean, that's been like six years now, but actually I, I remember I was, uh, I was working in wilderness therapy at that time. And my one friend who is my boss came out into the field and he like caught us up on some stuff. And he was like, Oh yeah, David Bowie died. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. It was like three days of being like in the middle of nowhere, being like my idol is dead. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like a, a lot of the I feel like we're in that time where like a lot of the 60s 70s icons that I love um I'm just saying are dying.
0: waiting for Paul McCartney to die. Yeah. Not eagerly, just like, you know, when it happens I'm going to be real sad.
1: That's yeah. I feel like oh man. I Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, he he's taken good care of himself for a long time now. So hopefully he'll be good, but that will be a sad one. And I, I have like a, a childhood type dream that I want to get one of my songs or something heard by Ray Davies from the Kanks before he dies and just like reach out to him. And I need to do this, but I just want to send him a letter and be like, man, thank you. Like you're such a good songwriter. Like you inspired me in so many ways. Like, Just to do that before before it's, God forbid, too late. But yeah, I mean it's passage of time.
0: Passage of time. Passage of time. That's right. But um, all right. Let's cut it cut to cut it to a close. Let's tie the ribbon on this uh box here. Put the wrapping and everything. Heck yeah. Um, Jay. Um, what's next for
1: you? Well, um, we're playing a show together on Friday. um what is that september 30th at ort which will be fun that'll be with mandy valentine That's and right. i can't wait for that um rehearsing with them tomorrow actually for the show and then um uh, wednesday i'm going to continue recording um i'm actually in the process of recording the next solo album mm-hmm. as well as a collaborative album nice. kind of like sim- or co-concurrently or concurrently rather um which has been a lot, but we're 10 songs underway. And uh, I just played my first cello on a record for the first time the other Ooh. day. And I think it's going to make it, so that was cool. But i um, excited to do that. So um, I've been playing, obviously, with Mandy and uh, my band Three Yards to Dover. But um, I've started playing, um, over the pandemic, I've been playing with a band called Over the Counter that are based out of Trenton, or like, jersey in general um but they have become one of my favorite kind of like backing bands for my stuff so we've been playing as a five-piece we just played the a, a packed ortliebs that went really well um at the start of the month so our next show will be october 22nd i think um i think we're playing part of the design philly festival but again Few more details like worked out, but I'm really yeah. excited for that project as well. So that second EP that I mentioned, uh, will be with them and then uh my solo album I'm actually recording with uh the drummer from that band, Alex Westline. So
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Keeping yeah. busy. Biting off more than I can chew, like Mandy Taz music that's gonna be coming out, three yards has music that's gonna be coming out. Um Really excited That's yeah, what it's, it's all been, about Yeah Just riding that wave you know. Put
0: all your chips on the table a little bit
1: Well I don't know if you, you feel this But I feel like since March It's just been like a tidal wave And it's like just ride the wave And just keep going And keep going And I feel like
0: Well no I, I mean I don't I do everything by myself mm. So it's just like I make my own schedule
1: Nice
0: So that's like Pretty much it Nice yeah. I gotta do
1: that more <laughs> Yeah
0: Well I, I, I don't play in like bands anymore I just yeah. do my own thing I kind of just make that happen
1: Yeah that's That's what's up I actually I do remember us Talking about that The last time
0: It's very chill
1: But I mean I do I don't know I love the collaborative Aspect of music Too much I do, not Yeah To like play with bands I do bands. too
0: I miss it But Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice Especially like I feel like I get to spend time Like at home And like be with my girlfriend A lot And like you know Be with my dog And like you know Just hang out And like write My own music And not that that's not possible without doing a solo thing, you know. But, no, for sure. But,
1: but, you know, it's uh, it's good enough for me. Now, I've re- I've reflected on that yeah. where it's like it'd be nice to take a little bit of a step back to have time to do stuff, you know, like date or like, yeah. or like date seriously and like right. have a dog or a cat or like travel more outside of music. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot that I want to finish up, but at the same time, it would be nice well, to you like gotta, start. You
0: got a lot of stuff on your plate. You got to yeah. finish the plate before you well, exactly. go on to the next. Go on to the next meal. You know exactly. So there's that. There's I mean, that to just, think about you just got to find your on. nice
1: Linda McCartney that you just you know you tore or that. Tore it. No. <laughs>
0: find find the next person on yeah. the street named Linda and you'll yeah. be fine.
1: Linda, <laughs> Linda.
0: But um, this has been the um, episode twenty one of the story time and good friends podcast. Um, thank you for listening and, you know, on going on forward, you know, it'll be, like I said, a lot more Halloween based questions and spooky time stuff. And, you know, love to get more music guests and things like that. And if you want to be a guest, you know, feel free to reach out, um, pigeon mail, um, email, um, snail mail any of those mails maybe um hit me up on xbox live or something ps3 message any of that stuff works you know just reach out let me know if you want to be a guest um and uh have a good night good morning good day and be safe and don't forget to um Um, Be a part of something that is bigger than yourself. All right, God bless.